from Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Action! Good to be back, guys. That was loud. Welcome to this week's episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Thanks for joining us today, and welcome to the Bone Cave. We are happy to have all of you. Um, Brad just got back. If you didn't notice there, uh, he said welcome back. He was welcoming himself back because he's been gone to Italy. Welcome yeah. back. How was Italy? Italy is a cool place. Nothing, Different. You know? Nothing to shoot in Italy. I, you know what? Ten days, and I didn't see one wild animal. And I covered <laughs> top to oh, bottom. Oh, you saw some wild animals. Right. They just were uh, of the of the, <laughs> the Homo sapien race. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, man, that's crazy. So anyway, um, this week, uh, well, anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. We do not have anything new in the Bone Cave. I will have you know, we've been shooting school season, so we don't have anything new. But I did find out that Jonathan Owls and my um, water uh, water buffalo uh, muskox are um, close to getting ready to get shipped. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put the head up in here while um, Matt is uh, putting my hide on the stack of to be amounted um, while we figure out where the hell we're going to be because yep. we've already yep. grown outgrown this place and we've been in here um, nine months, <laughs> 10, le- no, yeah, nine months, yeah. Uh, July. Will, so it's June. So it'll be July will be mm-hmm. uh, 10. No. Yeah. Cause August, Cause is, August, August, August is a year. August, August yeah, so nine, n- 10 months. Yeah. And I'm, months. I messed up your, studio today because i set up for the pet podcast yeah when so you were you, gonna do you just went school, holy shit brian i'll just, reorganize all your I, stuff i just moved everything all over the so lindley has got to come in and and, <laughs> and wash all these uh, um tablecloths anyway wow. so well we're but we're right in the height of uh, shooting school season have had some unbelievable shooters in it's been fun but that's not what we're talking about this week we're going to talk about we have the wonderful and amazing uh, always positive, always enthusiastic, uh, Sophie, Sophie Peterson. Um, uh. Also married. <laughs> Give to it up the, for Sophie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, also, ma- also married to the wonderful and always positive about stuffing dead animals, Matt Peterson. So anyway, we're a dynamic duo. Yes, the dynamic duo. Uh, that they, they found their groove in the outdoor industry. But anyway, um, Sophie is uh, Sophie is getting. So I have bleep. Brad, Sophie, welcome. Thanks for joining us all today, and uh, we're happy to bring this to you. So um, we're going to talk about overlooked states, and it's interesting because uh, um, I was thinking about this today. Um, We have, uh, you know, our opportunity as Western hunters living out west, we have a different perspective than people in Iowa and Illinois and Ohio Mm -hmm. and Indiana and Kentucky and you know, Michigan and all these states, right? Mm-hmm. And because we're right here, you know, we drive uh, to go have dinner in Wyoming every night, every other. My, my, it's actually my kitchen. Um, my new house that we're going to build, I'm going to not have a kitchen, just an extended living room because I go there all the time anyway. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the Buffalo Joe. Buffalo Joe. Yeah, exactly. In Beulah. Two miles. Awesome so, place. yes, now far from me now. <laughs> I couldn't have got closer. So anyway, but I digress. Um, uh, we want to uh, talk about underwhelming uh, states or overlooked states. I shouldn't call them underwhelming because some of these under states the are radar. under the radar, right? Because some of these states are super legit states to um, to get and accumulate points in, and I think people should have them. And I know we've talked about this before, but I really think uh, points are like, uh, uh, you know, it's like money in the bank. It's not a bad thing. You're never going to go wrong having a savings account, you know, and you're never going to go wrong having um, a pool of points in different states. So anyway, um, we're pretty excited and uh, um, and uh, I think this will be a good podcast. So um, let's get kicked off. Uh, What's your uh, what's your thoughts, Brad? Number one state that's underrated or overlooked. Texas, maybe Texas. Oh, I like it. Texas. Yes. Because um, we do apply in Texas. I do. Um, that's really good. I mean, if you look at Texas, obviously this what everybody thinks of is going down and shooting whitetail, shooting off a feeder, shooting hogs, something like that. But, um, you know, it's got 
It's got Audad. That's that's a blast. It's got it's a surprising state. It's got seven thousand foot mountains. It's got gnarly, rugged country, desert sheep. <clears throat> it's hard to get one of those, but you know, um, it's right by New Mexico. There's uh, there's big elk that cross the line, and they don't know where the line is. And right. um, you know, I mean, it's it's a cool state. Good uh, mule deer too. There, good Texas, mule deer. Western Texas has some good mule deer. Um, you like those? Them. You like those little? Uh, Pickery, the the uh, javelina, javelina. <laughs> yeah, they're fun to shoot. They're fun to hunt. I think they'd be great with a bow, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, I would say my most um, underrated state, uh, Texas. That's that's that was actually really good. I would say from an applications perspective, I, I think that we have some states that have more to offer than most people know, um, and. Uh, um, I would say I hate to even say this because um, uh, I live here, ah. but South. No, Dakota. I knew it. I knew I it. I was gonna no. say that no. too. <laughs> no, I know everybody no. at this table is like, "Don't say it, Brian." Yeah, but I, I thought I'd like address the elephant no, no. in the room immediately. Bleep, mark that. T- mark that time down. It's We're okay. Gonna delete part of that. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. I thought the same thing. Because it's like, I know it's hard for you me to utter the words because it's like, damn, I don't want 8 million people applying here. But, you know, from an, an- let's just start with antelope. Um, antelope, this is an underrated state. Now, some of the things the state's done with the archery, no over the um, counter tags and archery, and, and they've made it tougher. That's why I really think that if they're Western hunters, they should know and start getting a point, start accumulating. Right. And I know you're going to speak to this in a second because uh, you're like, um, you have 1,100 pages of notes and she's ready to go. One and a half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, um, I think South Dakota is. And the other one, I, I think, you know, for from just me personally, um, I think uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. Iowa are overlooked also. Interesting. I had Minnesota on the I have, Did you really? I have. I've written down another state here. I was wondering if any of you guys would mention it and see if Nebraska. Yeah. I'll yeah. I had Nebraska down too. You have yeah. Nebraska down too. So now I've told you mine. He's told you yours. You tell us yours, because <laughs> you're the expert. You're oh. the one that spends your life doing this. <laughs> no. Yeah. I guess no pressure. No. Yeah. I guess it's super dependent on your person. I think the overlooked status there can be dependent on what people are looking for um you know i think there's a lot of over-the-counter states that are overlooked for archery opportunities um so i talk a lot about those with our archery hunters or even some of the crossbow guys as kind of those opportunities um in like a filler in that you know if draws weren't successful in the year or you know maybe some of the rifle applications didn't go through uh, some of these archery opportunities in some of those states that you guys had mentioned, um, I bring up quite frequently, um, you know, especially some of the maybe the whitetail focus, um, the antelope, same thing. There's a couple states that have some archery antelope opportunities that are a super great thing to look into. Um, so there's a whole list there. As far as draw states go, I think Oklahoma is one that we don't talk too much about that I think maybe more people should look at, especially if they're open to some of those opportunities that are down there that maybe they wouldn't have thought of otherwise. I, I think that's really good. Um, so why Minnesota? Um, Minnesota, I think more from a bear <laughs> standpoint. Right. People don't ever think about doing the black bear up there. Um, all their deer is over the counter anyway. So, I mean, you've got that in your pocket out of the gate. Um, the bear in Minnesota is going to be draw anyway uh but it's super cost friendly i mean it's super cheap to apply or start building those points it's just five bucks a year yeah um, we, we spent so many summers fishing in minnesota and that never mm-hmm. never did a year go by that we didn't see a half a dozen or more black bear oh yeah and absolutely. it's funny you, it's funny you say that because i'm looking at my i'm looking at my my app map right the application map um our proprietary software by the way if you're first time plugging in and don't know about it it is color coded based on what you've applied for and what you haven't applied for and where you're at in the process pretty cool amazing stuff however that was our infomercial so mm-hmm. um so but you say that I think that you're exactly right because Minnesota, from my perspective, I know I have both my boys getting points and I'm getting points because to go up there on a, on a fishing trip slash bear hunt, it's economically uh, palatable mm-hmm. for most people, okay? Um, there's an abundance of bear 
as Brad always says, you know, they don't know the difference between, I think he actually opened today going, well, elk don't know the difference between New Mexico and Texas border. They just run across yeah. the border. Well, black bears don't know a damn bit of difference between Ontario, Canada, and Minnesota. And there's a lot of black bear outfitters up there mm-hmm. and uh, some really good ones. And they kill great bear. And there's amazing fishing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It all works. So I think, you know, from an application standpoint, we as stewards of this hunting environment out there, we should absolutely 100% um, be talking to you guys about all this stuff that's available. So anyway, um, did you say Iowa too? Um, I didn't have Iowa down. I had Kansas, which was a neighboring. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Kansas gets overshadowed by Iowa, just obviously they're being so close. Um, but they have a lot of the same approach with their draw applications. Uh, the points themselves are much cheaper. Uh, you know, Iowa is a flat point fee state. So you're looking at about, you know, $64, $65 annually for the points versus Kansas. You're right up there, same with the quality, but the points are about half as much. Kansas and Missouri, maybe. Uh, Missouri is over the counter, which yeah. I had down. So. That's yeah, there's a, value in that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I had Kansas on there in terms of, you know, hey, it's just right there neighboring. I mean, again, we're crossing lines of, you know, talking about that the deer don't know where they're at and where they're crossing over. I mean, all they've got to do is hop, skip the line over to Kansas, and you could draw that same tag for the same sort of quality with maybe less than half the amount of points. Yeah, and it's funny because I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they say deer – um, for the most part, live in the same area they're born in um, within a 10 to 15 mile radius. And then all those circles do is they expand out on 10 to mm-hmm. 15 mile radiuses. So you look, you, you think to, you think the thought of what you're saying about genetics and deer size, and it only stands to reason, like you said, just like we're referencing on all borders, they don't know the difference between that border. Mm-hmm. And um, so tell, and, and, um, I have an applications department taker of all my stuff. So <laughs> if I ask questions that are ignorant, um, I'm, uh, um, no, I'm not no asking any thing. dumb questions because I have smart people like you managing my points. Um, so if I got points in Kansas, which let me see, hold on. Let me look at my thing. I think I do. Yes, I do. Okay, good. It's no, I don't. Son of a gun. Why am I not in Kansas? Oh, that's Nebraska because they don't need points. Oh, no, that is Nebraska. Well, anyway, we'll talk about my Kansas uh, applications. Are they good for – oh, I do have Kansas. Thank you. Um, are they good for any deer? Is it good for mule deer in the western part of the state? And um, how does that work? So Kansas does get to be a little bit tricky um, in terms of, you know, the applicants, how they're wanting to treat the state of Kansas. Um, that's always the first question I ask when Kansas comes up as a point of interest, um, when we're talking strategies and different things, I say, okay, you know, what are your priorities with the state of Kansas? So you're looking at as like a whitetail priority state or a mule deer, because they do have both. Um, that being said, the point structure in the draw system in Kansas is only applicable for whitetail only permits. The mule deer draw application eligibility is completely random. So... The way the state structures that is every year, um, you know, there's a certain list of zones that qualify as having suitable, you know, mule deer densities that they're able to offer what they call a mule deer stamp, which is a random draw. If you apply for a whitetail only permit in one of those pre-qualified zones for mule deer, you'll be asked in the application if you want to partake in the random mule deer drawing if you're drawn for the whitetail only permit. So, you know. Uh, if you're drawn with your whitetail only permit in zone four, that's a totally arbitrary number. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but if you have two points, uh, that goes towards your odds drawing the whitetail only permit in zone four. Zone four is a pre-qualified state for mule deer stamp. When you apply, they'll say, hey, do you want to put in for the random drawing for the mule deer stamp? Okay, cool. You check in, you draw with your two points whitetail only permit, then they automatically put you in for the drawing for the mule deer stamp. All the points are null. They're, it's a totally random draw. Just a total lottery. Yep, exactly. And then if you're drawn for that mule deer permit, it's an extra 25, 30 bucks, I think. Then that whitetail only license converts to an any deer. Oh, so you, oh, that's what my next question was. You mean you get two tags? No. Nope, it just You converts. just get one tag, mm-hmm. but it's an any deer tag. Yep. It's not like my West River whitetail only tag that I got that I'm not going <laughs> to keep. Yep, um, which I need to what, confirm your zone. What are that, you going to do? You for that today. Uh, yeah. uh, all right, good. I'll get it to you. So anyway, um, so uh, um, that, that okay, perfect. Yep. And so then that makes totally sense. Drawn for the mule deer stamp, you can opt in to retain your whitetail only permit and still hunt that zone and burn your points, or you can get a refund 
of the white-tail-only permit, retain your points, and just try again for the random So there's ambiguity to it. You, mm-hmm. you, so you really do need to have an application approach with Kansas if you're considering or trying to get mule deer in western Kansas. Yep. Because Western Kansas has big mule deer. I, I have a, um, one of our branch managers in financial services, and, and actually Lindley and I's principal, he, uh, um, he, his in-laws own a big ranch in Western um, Kansas. And I have seen some bucks that have come off of there, you know, that 185 to 195 sniffing wow. 200 inch. Nice. Big, big deer, lots of trash. Um, they get they get age on them, you know. Yeah. Um, so they they uh, that's interesting. So Kansas is definitely a point accumulation. So if 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 I change my strategy three years in, uh, that's okay. It's just I have to have a strategy before I go into the application period. Yeah, I would say so because that tends to, um, I guess, distract people a little bit, and that they're thinking their points are somehow going to attribute to their odds of drawing the mule deer stamp because they want to treat it more like a mule deer state. They say, well. Not necessarily. You do still have to draw the white tail only permit, obviously, to be eligible to draw that mule deer stamp. But you have to understand that there's, there's a lottery basis there and you have to commit to the white tail only permit in some degree, whether or not you want to retain it every time or keep it. It's kind of like the Montana permit and license. You know, you got, you got to you got to draw the right. license before you can get to the combo. permit, mm-hmm. which is kind of a. Dude, I got to tell you guys, you're talking a little bit of Greek to me, even though I draw that <laughs> license all the time. I am so damn glad I have an application service that manages this stuff for me. Well, you know, next year we're going to we're gonna tweak our strategy in Montana, and that, that's going to benefit us because we did draw deer tags this year. So we should be able to draw that combo tag next year because we're, we're archery elk hunting next year. Right, and we need to get that booked, by yeah. the way. Um, yeah. We need to do that um, today or tomorrow. So um, – Minnesota, how many points does it take to draw a bear? I've never even asked this. Do you know? Uh, it depends about where you're looking. Okay. Um, I think some of the zones could be looking at anywhere from maybe the three to four points. I'd say you're probably looking at four to five comfortably, um, especially when you start looking at maybe some of those better areas. I don't know comparatively what and those the po- look like. And the points here. are points are cheap. Oh, dirt cheap. Yeah, it's I, five I, bucks. I, I mean, so seriously, five bucks. So that's just crazy. Most so like, people should be doing that. Yeah. So for us, we're buying points. And it's like we have no intention of going up there anytime soon. But it, when we're ready, it'll yep. be nice. We'll because have them in reserve. Yeah, we'll have them in reserve. And it's up there. It's, it's, it's like money than, in the bank. It's not yeah. bad to have it. I mean, for, for some of these, what you probably need to do is have some sort of a strategy. Because fiscally speaking, you, you know, I mean, you're not going to want to spend twelve grand on points all over. So you, you want to have an idea of what you want, where you want it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... No points in New Mexico. Right, just random. So some I didn't even draw. I didn't even apply this year because I knew I was drawing Wyoming elk, which I didn't draw. I knew I was, but I didn't. Oh my gosh! (laughs) So, but so yeah. Go ahead. But I mean, five bucks. Who cares? Yeah. So if you've never been to Ely, Minnesota. You, you need to get there if you're listening to this. And if you're from Ely and you're going, what the hell would anybody go to the Ely for? Well, you know what? Um, that's that Lake of the Woods area that runs all the way up into, uh, it's uh, uh, you know, it's east of Vermilion. But those are really, really, gr- I, would, I would presume that's a good bear area. And I know south of, uh, um, uh, south of Duluth is a good bear area, too. Because I know Solon Springs in Wisconsin, Minong, uh, Gordon, Cable, Drummond, those are all really good areas. Mm-hmm. How many? Do you know w- what Wisconsin, about how many points it takes there? It's going to be more of an yeah. investment than in comparison to Minnesota. Okay. Um, I think a lot of those better zones are looking at upwards of 10. 10 years. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Because it was, it was four or five for residents when I was living there. Mm-hmm. And, but I will tell you this. Um, uh, going up by Cable and Drummond, north of Hayward, and uh, running Big Bears um, in, in would be, I mean, <laughs> is it Shangri-La? I mean, it would be, <laughs> yeah. whoa. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and those Jack Pine Savages up there, if you're listening, yes, I just called you that, but I lived there for many years. So, um, But th- they're they are a different breed of hunter. And uh, and then Brad, you get over really close to the Schwamigan National Forest. Schwamigan, Schwamigan, <laughs> your favorite. I, want, I just want to hunt your Schwamigan. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty. So you're thinking eight to ten or more for Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, but you know what? Um, good hunting up there. 
and again, uh, if you're hunting that area, um, then you can there's that's giant musky area too for fishing. If you're a musky hunter, or if you like uh, northern and, and musky fishing, no, um, you said that you right. Know, you're a musky hunter. Hunter, yeah, that's exactly that's, right. That's yeah, what musky they, fishermen right. are musky hunters. You know, they, yeah. they they get dedicated to it like big whitetail hunters, and it's what they like. So anyway, because yeah, you got the Chippewa flowage right there, and all of that, and uh, it's a great area. So Minnesota, Wisconsin, you say Kansas. I said Iowa. I think you're probably right. Iowa. I doesn't. I say it was uh, overlooked, but Iowa's not overlooked. It's not overlooked as much. <laughs> it is. It's not. No. It's not. I stand it, corrected. Well, it's it, not a cheapy too. It's not like no. you're. I mean, it you got to. You can be committed to that. In one. a rifle sense, I mean, I get guys yeah. Yeah. more often that are like, oh, you know, maybe I don't want to pursue Iowa. Period, because of you know, yeah. it's a hot button topic for archery hunters, which is totally true. But that being said, those same zones, granted, you know, the regulations they have with the firearm hunting deters a lot of people because it's all slow fire, real close distance type hunting because of the safety precautions. But also you could draw those same zones, you know, four, five, six with three to four points for the rifle season or excuse me, I guess that's uh, incorrect terminology, firearm. But, um, you know, that could definitely be an option for our firearm guys that don't have any sort of, you know. Uh, disinterest in the later season dates and sort of those things. And the late muzzleloader is mm-hmm. is a sleeper in Iowa because everything has to go to food in Iowa. Mm-hmm. The, the rut's over. They have to get energy. The, the cold comes in. The Alberta clipper comes pushing down. And northeastern Iowa and southeastern Iowa and south central Iowa gets colder than bone-chilling bone. You know, and, and those deer have to come to food sources. And a lot of giant deer get killed in that muzzleloader, and there's a muzzleloader application period for that, right? Yeah, yep, it's in the same application period that, you know, those pick are going right now. They're due you on pick Sunday. Your <laughs> oh, they're due on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So I'll just get points. I say I think they may already be done, but oh, they can get points anyway. <laughs> um, no, good, good. Um, I just want points because I have enough now um, to uh, make sure I draw. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I have a little sleeper place I'm going to go to. Yeah, um, we should be able to draw whenever we want. And, at this uh, point. Yeah, I would say and I think this year's five for you guys. And I, is it? I think. And I, and I want to go. I I actually I want to go with a bow. I want I want to go. I want to go. You know, as much as I hate sitting in a tree stand. Um, I, oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> it's you know what, Iowa rut. I remember it. And, it, you, I mean, you, you don't need a grunt call because everything in the woods is grunting back and forth to you. It, it's it's, it's whitetail paradise. There's not a question. Um, it's amazing. It'd be, it'd be a super fun. You might shoot a monster. Well, that's just it, man. You probably won't, but you might. You got a chance. Well, you know what? Um, yeah. Because I know this. I know this. We would be hunting 150 looking for 180. We yeah. wouldn't be hunting 130 looking for 150. Right. That's my point. And so, is yes. Genetically, I mean, you're silly not to take your stab at it when you can. And mm. you and you have to have the points. So that's your little piggy bank thing. So or go to Kansas. <laughs> or go to Kansas. So I'm going to go <laughs> or go well, to Kansas. Or well, Oklahoma. Nebra- Nebraska is the other thing. Mm. Is that Oklahoma draw? Both. Yeah. What? Both. They have controlled hunts, which are those limited quota draws, um, but they yep. have some over-the-counter as well. We, we've hunted the non-limited <laughs> <laughs> quota. Mm-hmm. Beautiful area. Lots of animals. Yeah. Lots, lots of animals. Um, we had some bad weather when you ran in there. and uh, but still uh, fun. It was, it was a blast. Um, uh, that's interesting. I'm just making notes here. So what else should we do, Sophie? Oh, heck. Um, you know, we kind of briefly touched on, you were saying Nebraska Brad um, and some of those other over-the-counter states. Like we It's easy mentioned. to draw a tag. You can get two deer tag. I mean, you're mm-hmm. silly. You know, I mean, turkey, amazing turkey hunting mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. why not? You know, I mean, yeah, great turkey hunting. Well, there's a plethora of game available in any of these states. And, you know, you can Sand find Hill any. Crane. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's things a, you don't even think of. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot of waterfowl guys, you'll sell them on a crane. And they're like, wow, I didn't even know that was an yep. option. I just talked to a couple of guys that are coming up, ne- going to Nebraska to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And Oklahoma's another one for those, right? Same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I did have, and again, I wouldn't necessarily call this a sleeper state by any means. I think, uh, you know, there's a draw to Alaska. <laughs> but um, 
I have conversations every week, if not every day, with members that call and we're doing dashboards and we're getting strategies together. And I get a lot of conversations with guys that are, you know, talking about Alaska in the long term, um, you know, with some of those other big ticket species like moose or they want to do caribou, um, maybe even, you know, a coastal black bear hunt, stuff like that. And the conversations we have around their over-the-counter opportunities there usually tends to blow their minds a little bit. Um, Explain that. What do you mean? The general season opportunities, none of those, you know, it is a draw state. They have the, the they lottery have, They draws. have a few limited mm-hmm. entry places, but right, mostly you just. Those, again, hot button Mostly you areas. just buy the Kodiak tag. Kodiak Island and, yeah. uh, you know, Chugach. Chugach and, all those. and Toke. Yep, Could be exactly. like for bison and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, caribou, too. Mm-hmm. They have caribou yep. draw. So there's some of those, but then, you know, those other areas and majority of them are just over the counter. People can buy them when they want and go and. If there's no guide regulations on majority of those species, obviously, um, brown and grizzly bear and doll sheep doll and mountain goat being the only ones that you actually would have to have proof of going with a guide or Alaska resident for second of kindred, whatever the case may be. Um, I think you make a lot of people's days when you tell them that, hey, well, maybe this isn't as far out of reach as you may be expecting because, A, you don't have to partake in the draw, which also is a lottery system, so you don't have the, you know, borderline predictability of some of the points and some of the stuff you get in all these other western states uh, but then also be you know partnered with our on expedition layaway plan you can pick that up over the counter you can finance that out and go yeah and a lot of guys are like oh my gosh well maybe let's just <laughs> scrap everything i said on the western <laughs> states and let's do that let's instead do you know it's funny you say that because um i you know we get so fixated on what we do here and who we are as a company mm-hmm. and that service, right? And we're right, we're, we're at the tail end of being in a washing machine with a blow dryer blowing at us for three months now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like gyrating everywhere. Yep. And so sometimes mm-hmm. our head can't even think through the space we're in at this moment. Mm-hmm. But I had a call today uh, from a guy and he goes, so tell me about Alaska. I would like to do this, this, and this. And I said, and he goes, and so then I think I'll just add a grizzly bear to that. And I said, well, all was good until you added the grizzly bear. He goes, oh, I need a guide for that. I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He goes, but I don't need a guide for this other stuff. I said, no. And he goes, you have drop camps. I said, yes. What's the odds of getting that? Now, we had, we had um, some guys a few years ago that got nervous because we have an outfitter that sometimes overstates the uh, – um, He can talk you to death. Yeah, he can ta- and he can talk you out of sometimes hunting. Right. Um, but at the fact of the matter, they got a little scared, but I will tell you this, if four guys go on a float trip in Alaska, drop for moose, can four guys, um, kill a moose? Yes. Do we know four guys that have killed moose on a float trip in Alaska? Yes. Have we been on a float trip in Alaska where we killed, um, could have killed four moose, but killed three out of four hunters? Yes. Um, and so we're not BSing people when we say that's possible, but here's what you have to know. If you've never, ever been in the wilderness and now you have to pack a moose out, okay, mm-hmm. and you don't even know, and, you, and you, you're not maybe, I would say if you're not a, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, 9.99 at getting a deer out of the prairie of South Dakota, and you think you're going to go up there and kill four moose with four buddies that usually need an ATV to drag your deer out, you're probably going to kill one or two moose. And probably going to kill one. And you're not going to want to kill another right. one because it's just so much work. And Alaska right. will chew you up and spit well, you out. I was going to say Alaska is is a great sleeper state because you can get the tags. Yep. But I think that dropped camps are the way to go for most of that stuff. You know, not totally alone and on your on your own right. because logistics is so challenging. It's way better. Yeah. The, all yeah. the shit we yeah. tried where we'll just go I mean, do it ourselves. We've done it. Hey, and it's always hey, it's always just brutally Jesus hard getting get all your back. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you don't bring enough stuff. You just can't. I mean, it's so hard. So that's interesting. You're the applications queen, and you think eight is Alaska because, yes, you can apply, but there's so much that's available up there without applying. Yeah. Well, again, it's that whole diversity of game. I mean, you can get your predator guys with the black bear and you can get multiple over-the-counter Sitka blacktail tags. So you get some of the, you know, s- different subspecies of the deer opportunities in there. You can get some of those, you know, for a lot of people, it's those kind of once-in-a-lifetime opportunities with the moose or even the caribou. And you do get that full 
you know, just range the, of whatever you want. The <laughs> Sitka Blacktail is an anomaly for Alaska that you just will hire a guide. Because well, you're not spending enough money to not take <laughs> advantage of that, in my opinion. Here's the thing. We have, we have two deer, two fox, five days, six grand. Mm-hmm. Meals, lodging, everything. Meals, oh, lodging, and you, so and you have. What's that? I want to do that one so bad. I, I know, right? And you're, and you're looking <laughs> at deer so cool. everywhere. It's like, there's one of those little things. There's one of those little and you things. And you have those little boat. What, what's that boat called that crawls out and um, you drive up on the beach? The amphibious I mean, thing? The, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, there's. I mean, there's. The, just, it's called those. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mo- Alaska is, is usually. Like no. Alaska is usually really expensive. Because of the logistics, to, you know, I mean, in terms of guide, it's just a different cost. Right. That one is not. Here's the other thing about that Alaska. That one is undervalued, I think. Four or five guys get together and want to go on a fishing uh, black bear hunt. You can rent a yacht yeah. for 20000 bucks. Now you go, 20000 bucks a lot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up. Five guys, 5000 each. You got, you know, twenty five grand. You got your yacht paid for. You got all your, you know what I'm saying? You got a lot of stuff taken care of four or five guys on a yacht we have those hunts available immediately now you're fishing you're catching halibut rockfish uh Drop, you know, dr- dropping uh, pots irish lords dro- dropping for prawns yeah. yeah um fishing i mean it's an alaska adventure like you can't believe and you're in for five six thousand again you know so i think you're right that that's i i would have never in a million a years thought good that perspective one. really good sophie <laughs> Really good. Ah, thank you. I um, was really okay, so about it. what's your next one? Um, I did have South Dakota on there. No. That was a big one. I know. I, I mean, they've changed everything. They're not even giving non-resident tags anymore. That's unfortunate. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so everybody quit applying in South Dakota. It's a good place. Not so, but it's. I know. Go ahead. Why would you say that though? Um, it's really budget friendly. I think that's a conversation we have with a lot of members. Um, I mean, because reality. I mean, even when I told brad when you came in earlier today about oh you know topics on today's podcast we're talking about you know sleeper states overlooked states maybe where some other opportunities may lie and brad it says oh are there even any more of those like are are there other places and all that i'm like i'm in in an alley (laughs) mood right now with some of the draws (laughs) well yeah and and that's a stark reality i mean honestly i mean the realities of the situations are is that this is an expensive and harder to come by sort of opportunity especially as a non-resident in a lot of places because the costs are so much i mean the montana deer tags are a great example it's like getting right on a touch in 700 800 well now a special a special antelope buck tag in Mm -hmm. wyoming is going to be what almost 1300 bucks or some stupid Mm -hmm. thing what yeah yeah seriously i mean i mean mean, it's i mean some of this is becoming almost a ponzi scheme with the you know, okay, we got to bring the new guys in. I, right. You know, spend 150 bucks on a point yep. that they're never going to, I mean. Yeah, never get it after, you know, the amount of time it takes some investments on that even. So, I mean, that's a super real conversation we end up having. And, you know, South Dakota ends up being a state that I usually bring up for our guys that are more, you know, wanting to be a little more budget conscious in terms of, you know, the timeline of that in which they're investing, because that's what it is. They're putting time and money into the state systems and South Dakota is one of those that the timeline is not nearly as expansive as yeah, some you, of these you, other don't, ones. you don't need 14 preference points right. to get not the even best deer tag no and you know the cost then even just to get them started is super cheap you're looking at 10 bucks just for the point you don't even have to buy any sort of pre-qualifier and then even then when you apply it's a 25 dollars habitat stamp on top of the 10 dollars application fee which covers your point if you're not drawn and, and they are trying i mean i think i think even south dakota is rapidly trying to tweak some things and, mm-hmm. and I, I i would envision that they're going to do that and probably make people buy a license and yeah which, i mean that's where it's going all the states are doing the reality that too it's like you know it's a matter of time it's not a new concept for states to didn't iowa do something like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um i mean even down to requiring you know photocopies and things of hunter safeties and stuff that just makes the whole process of acquiring those so much more difficult because i mean let's be honest when's the last time you looked at your hunter safety card well, <laughs> like it, 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 like <laughs> you have a copy of mine <laughs> um hey you know what i gotta tell you um i'll think of it in a second go ahead well yeah i mean you have black hill you can apply for black hills deer you can mm-hmm. apply for west river deer you can yep. apply for west river special buck right between you the can apply for refuge deer i mean i mean th- there's a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. if you if you know what you're looking for 
um, you know, Custer State Park. He, yep. They have they have tags. I mean, I know what I was going to say. You know what I do love? Mm-hmm. I love getting and and I know I'll never use them, but I love throwing all my hunting licenses in my envelope that goes in my pack. Because right now I have my Ziploc that I accumulate all my licenses <laughs> in. Uh, so it gets transferred in my pack sometime around middle of August. And I like having all these hunting licenses, you know, because I just got my Idaho three-day <laughs> fishing and hunting oh, license. Yes. So, um, Did you draw your sheep tag? Um, no. no. I noticed no. I've gotten a lot, I of, actually, you a lot know of rejections I lately. You know what I did? I, you did? I, called, um, I called American Express. And or Visa, I don't know. I think Idaho doesn't take American Express, right? Well, whatever. Yeah. I called that credit card company and I told them just to send the refund back and force the issue of me getting a sheep tag. <laughs> there you go. Did, they didn't the think it was. Yeah. They loophole. didn't think it was going to work. No. Um, no, I'm teasing. Probably. I didn't do that. So anyway, that's uh, no. That's I've a been parody. No. I, I've been. I keep opening them, but they always say unsuccessful. One of these days, it's going to uh, say successful for sure. So okay, so then why not Colorado, Utah, and Arizona? Why are those not uh, sleeper states for you? Well, those are the exact opposite. I mean, those are the first states that come up anytime we talk about any sort of strategies. It's you know, fight a dollar for every time I said Utah in a day, I could. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> right. you'd, you'd retire. Go right, I'd retire. Yeah, for well, sure. Utah's. I mean, they're. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but they're changing so much. Yeah, it's like I, a Rubik's I mean, cube for sure, well, man. I, I, yeah. I mean, if, if you, first of all. Isn't Jumanji the game you played that every time you pulled something yep. out, a yep. new animal came bit, running out, yeah. and it was a new strategy, and you had to change the entire mm-hmm. and the board and spun around? Okay, down. Yeah. is that not Utah and Arizona and the way they handle their yeah. shit? Oh, yeah. Gaul, every state well, really. I mean, it used to be you could there. pick one, and and I used to be an alcoholic, so I applied for elk. <laughs> well, in hindsight, you had a drinking problem. Yeah, I didn't know that. In hindsight, I wish I would have just put in for a desert sheep, and I'd have had all those points for desert sheep. But I was like. I just got to kill big elk, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they changed, and you could apply for everything, which right. was nice. But you know, everybody everybody out there has one one state or one one animal that they've got a bunch of points, right. and then everything else is catching up. And now they're changing, so I mean, they're they're opening up opportunity. I th- I think I think it's going to be the quality is going to have to go down because they're they're changing that totally. Mm-hmm. So. So another question for you, Sophie. Um, talk to us about the South Dakota waterfowl application process because South Dakota does have one of the most sophisticated waterfowl um, things. And we we apply for quite a few waterfowl people, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do a lot of group applications for guys for non-resident waterfowl. Um, sophisticated probably wouldn't have been the word I would have used um, in that maybe there's a lot of steps to get there, which – I don't know. I guess if you're dealing with waterfowl guys, it could be a situation where it's worth it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But those are, you know, tail end of what I would say our South Dakota application period is, you know, getting ready to go into June, um, you know, middle of the end of June here is kind of when app season, quote unquote, slows down. South Dakota non-resident waterfowl apps are kind of our last hoorah for South Dakota apps, which those are going to be into July. So that's kind of our late, late application period for the state. And, uh, you know, they differentiate by a lot of different zones. And if you're doing swan permits, you got to do that. And um, we get a lot of the guys, like I mentioned, that do the group applications. Um, Since South Dakota does, uh, I believe they do average the points um, or take the lowest. I can't ever they take the Well, they take the lowest lowest in everything else. I would assume assume it's the lowest. They don't average points. Okay. I would say I think, you know. With even then, too, talking, you know, maybe some point sharing then amongst a lot of the group members, we get, you know, the full capacity of the five of them, and then they apply in whatever their appropriated zone is and take over. Well, there. maybe waterfowl, maybe they do. Do they average in waterfowl? I don't think so. Yeah, because um, the big game stuff's all the lowest. Yeah, so I think that would be the same, but I think there's uh, some deference given there in that, you know. Well, we have typically speaking, it's not we that have much. world we do, class. We, we do have waterfowl. a lot of people that use us to apply for the waterfowl. Oh yeah, waterfowl yep. stamps. for sure. Well, uh, we have that acidic ridge. I and I, I don't, I, I don't quote me on that, but I know it's, 
it's basically from it's that eastern side of our state that runs along there. And if you look at the map, especially when you fly over to, at a high elevation, you can see all those. And it's the flyway. And it's a giant nesting area. Well, the, it follows the glacial lakes, doesn't it? Yes. And so, and, and it starts just in that southern tip down there below, um, uh, uh, like, Lingerwood in North Dakota. And then it just literally runs all the way down Webster, um, Watertown, you know, um, well, one Norton. of these years, I'm going to take more time. And on the way down to the Iowa show, we just need to go kill. Geese. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah, a phenomenon it, of people have never it, seen. It. It's it, every year I go. I'm like, why are Millions why have we not done this? I just and they're lift and set and lift and set. And oh, yeah. I, I, it's just and when crazy. he says when he says a million, he's not exaggerating. I mean, there's no I don't know how you yeah. count them. And yeah, it's no. just. 200 we, miles, we did a docu- 100 miles. We did a documentary on that a number of years ago at the DeSoto Bend National Wildlife Refuge, and there easily was a million. I mean, it was amazing it's crazy. to watch them all. And, and I could, same time. I think I could become an addictive uh, <laughs> snow goose. Well, you, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Well, it was snow geese. Exactly right. Oh, my so, gosh. That's a real bug, apparently. I don't, I yeah. don't, I shouldn't well, even I start. Had, totally. I had, no, you shouldn't. I had I a bug in my 30s. I went yeah. with my little brother and Brian Pins, Noel Erickson, and we would just literally follow the migration north of Winnipeg all the way down. And I would shoot. I'll never forget, like, three-and-a-half-inch mags just well, came out. Well, I was just going to say, say, I'm going to invent a four-inch mag <laughs> when I go with you. I just <laughs> want something so we, more bigger. We were, laying, <laughs> we, were laying, we were laying in our pop-ups, and they're all coming over, and I haven't told nobody. They're all like, dude, you got, new ro- you got a new shotgun? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had flown in, and they had picked me up in Winnipeg. I got dressed. We were going out for the evening hunt. I'm like, yeah, and they're way up there, and and they're they're just making their circle, and they're gonna hook and and set, no question. And I'm like, I am ruining these guys' lives. I just sat up, boom, 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 <laughs> and I dropped a couple, and they're all like, what, what? the? And they the were first just, time, <laughs> the first time I hunted waterfowl with Brian, because I've shot, I and, and I and I usually knock a lot of stuff down, and all of a sudden Brian, I'm like, what are you doing? And I think after a couple of these, I looked over him. I'm like, "You forker, <laughs> he's, uh, he's raging hey, with the hey, laser hey, finder, just like a South Dakota them. boy, bring a knife to a gunfight." <laughs> yes. like, what the heck? Uh, he, like, uh, what are you shooting uh, over there? Because uh, <laughs> bigger guns ass, are better. Like, oh my gosh, um, it's not no. how you so, do it. <laughs> so, um, what else do you have? Oh. Not too much other than, you know, I almost contemplated putting Washington on there again only for... Ooh, why Washington? Um, not for any other reason. I would not suggest partaking in the draws over there. They are a draw state to a degree. Um, you know, the whole western coast is uh, pretty formidable. I mean, between Idaho and California and Washington and then even trading now into a little bit Nevada and some of those other ones, it's getting pretty stiff. However... Um, the general season opportunities they have are different. They're not, um, you know, like Idaho's general season are pretty highly sought after. And those are those first come first serve tags you hear about every December and the site crashes and people are having fits with it. And it's just mm-hmm. a whole conniption of just trying to acquire those tags. Um, Washington is different. They're just over the counter until the beginning of the season. I mean, we could go in and buy some right now. Um, they're pretty expensive. Um, that being said, they do have several, you know, pretty user-friendly combinations, depending on what you're looking for. I mean, you could buy a bear and a cougar and a deer and an elk combo for all these general seasons for, you know, 1600 bucks or however much the number is. That being said, that's explicitly what it's for. We wouldn't suggest anyone go over there for any sort of, you know, quality hunt or even something with really high success rates because a lot of those So it's not quality trophy. No. But um, it is it's a, more of an opportunistic type. Right. It's a great place for the adventure seeker mm-hmm. that wants the experience at sixty percent of being out west and hunting a new location to be a good opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And that's you know that's a conversation I have with a lot of guys well, too. Well not every conversation we have in hunting needs to begin with a twelve thousand dollar price tag to the hunt. Mm-hmm. No. You know what I'm saying? Hey, w- yep. Would you say that the same about like Oregon and California? Yeah, to a degree. Um, not 
quite as um california would be tough i I don't know how you'd put that in any opportunistic right i mean unless you're looking at some bear pigs (laughs) that's pretty much where it ends Mm -hmm. yeah pig pigs would be i I mean good perspective pigs are yeah we've talked about contemplated going doing the pigs out there i've hunted pigs in california really wow yeah and it's it's good i've heard it's great hunting it's a lot of fun and they're really good eating that's what i've heard there, I, we have an outfitter out there that offers a, a meat processing lesson afterwards. I think I'm mm. going to go learn some things. Mm. Um, wow. It'd be good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was a hoot. I really enjoyed it. Matt and I contemplated doing that for our honeymoon. <laughs> but you went to Africa instead. <laughs> but I went to Africa instead. I mean, I wasn't going to be upset either way. I don't but, know. You California know. Pig. Yeah, <laughs> that, Africa. That, yeah. Africa. 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 That never came up on the Susie Brad the honeymoon plans. Yeah. honeymoon no. plans. No. Oh, it, no. it wasn't even on the radar. I got to tell you, <laughs> Lindley and I came to our first night was in Deadwood, South Dakota of our honeymoon. Did you know that? Wow. For two Bullock nights. Motel. For Bull, uh, yep. And then the, and then we went down to Estes Park, and um and then we went um over and uh, we elk scouted for three days because I was going back elk hunting. <laughs> so Lindley. Did not I did not take her to Africa hunting, but she did go elk scouting wow. with me. So did you guys? Did you guys have any ghosts in the motel? Um, was she honeymoon? claims that there was some amazing things that had never happened. No, I'm teasing. So no, we well, I did not see a ghost in the Bullock. We did a documentary on that too, by the way. On did the, you? I <laughs> sure did. It's allegedly a haunted. A haunted yeah, Seth Bullock. Yep. You know, that, down in Seth's cellar. One of the. The old mm-hmm. Marshall. It's a pretty cool story. Huh. But yeah, well, so I have a question for you um, because I've, I've heard you talk about if you had a dollar for every time you talk to somebody, uh, even today about Utah, if you had this, and we talk to people all the time. Um, tell me what a dashboard build is and what you like most about them. So dashboard builds are a pretty extensive, you know, introductory phone call or Zoom, whatever the case may be. Um it's basically just an exchange of information with, um, you know, new members or even, you know, already well-established members that want to review, you know, either the strategies have changed, you know, even um, my applicant that drew both those tags in Colorado, we had to readjust some of his because those draws obviously impact impacted a lot of his uh, plans he had in these other states. Oh, yeah. So well, tell us what happened. Tell us about that. Because so <laughs> there's a lot of listeners that are going, what? what what are you speaking of? Oh, so uh, that was uh, probably the one of the top things at my two like top highs, and um, that was a member that we had brought on in November of twenty two. So he came in right at the end of app season. He was transferring from another service, and you know had heard of us, wanted to come on. Well established in all of these states, I think our dashboard build took two hours because um, he had expansive intense amounts of points already built yep. up and there was a lot of information because a guy like that's probably a platinum member he probably yeah. has multiple dashboard consultations even possibly through the year like he draws he draws those two tags okay now we need oh, we need to change everything now right because okay i can't i right. can't draw with 25 points right? yeah so so tell us about it so we go in this november december time frame we're kind of just getting started in alaska stuff so we kind of get that out of the way then we get it together okay you know what strategies have you already implemented and you know we have this discussion especially in this instance because he was you know more or less it was an approach and i was having an exchange with him seeing okay what have you already done that you would like me to take over maybe that we need to revisit rather than here's me giving the member the information and seeing what their reactions are and their responses and their feedback um, it was almost a little bit different because he had familiarity and a sense of what he wanted to pursue. So we just kind of got that put together. I got all of his information in there um, over the course of a while. And um, we, I applying him and I managing his account, keeping him up to speed. I have a whole list of blackout dates that, you know, he's unavailable. So we, you know, we're not applying in season dates that are going to conflict with those blackout dates should he be drawn. Right. We're keeping track of, you know, some of these overlap, you know, obviously a lot of these states are not making it super easy to, you know, I mean, even Brad, I, with Wyoming and South Dakota elk, I mean, the results right. for Wyoming were. I, I'm in Italy and, and I'm like, okay, because I, I, I came in the day before I left and I said, hey, help me. <laughs> help me if I draw, if I don't draw. Okay, you guys are digressing, okay? <laughs> Hashtag digress. We got to get back to this story. No, but you it has me hanging here. Same type of deal. Right. Yeah. He's got but so What many, happened to yeah. the guy? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, 
Colorado rolls around. We're applying him in all these states because that's what our strategy was. He's got these racked up. We're wanting to prioritize drawing. That's what we're doing. And Colorado draw results start hitting in April, middle of April. And he, you know, people are calling in or checking draw results. People are letting us know, like, hey, I did draw or, hey, I did not. And he calls me. I think I was... I don't even know where I was at. I was probably on another dashboard or somewhere about. So I wasn't available. He called me a couple times. And I was like, okay, make a mental note. I got to get back hold of him. Obviously, he's trying to get a hold of me for something. Um, I get out of this meeting wherever I was at, phone call, whatever else, check my email. He's just, I've got like three emails from the guy. And he's sent me copies of his receipts from Colorado about um, hits to his account. <laughs> they had just done draws for... Um, you know, these big ticket species, sheep, mountain goat, moose um, in Colorado. And he goes, oh, my gosh, am I reading this right? Like, I think I just drew my Rocky sheep tag. And I'm like, oh, my God, no way. So I call him and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And we're just elated having this whole, I mean, there's a celebration in the office. I'm just beside myself. Three hours later, he gets hold of me again. He says, you're going to have to sit down. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, why? Like, what's wrong or what's going on? He Did goes, they pull an Idaho? <laughs> no. He drew his yes. same yes. Colorado yeah. mountain goat. So he draws oh. his Rocky sheep and his Colorado mountain goat. In one day. In no. one day. No way. For the love of the <laughs> Lord. And he played the lottery God. the same day. Oh. Good for him. And yeah, he, that's and what I told him. And he won 12000 in the Powerball. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> 12 <I> mean, million. <laughs> might as well. So that was um, – you know, obviously that was, I mean, the odds of one of those happening was amazing in and of itself. And having it twice, <laughs> I mean, that just, you, that just doesn't wow. happen. So then the conversation goes, you know, obviously now his entirety of, I mean, Mountain Goat and the Rocky Cheap seasons in Colorado are both the entirety of the month of December, or excuse me, September into the first week of October. So he goes, okay, so basically all of my other states and applications that I had planned on doing in that time frame, we have to cancel and do just points because obviously he can't even run the risk of drawing mm-hmm. another tag yeah, that season. You're right. So yeah, and so that's the power of, of building all these points, though, because mm-hmm. then when it when it rains, it pours. It could, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then then so that was a that was a fun day in here for. Oh you. my gosh, I yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I just cool. couldn't even stand myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was so so, happy. so so dashboards. What's the biggest thing you hear when somebody who's never applied before and you spend the time? Because I know you're building a team in here that that's what we do. All our mm-hmm. members, we call them, get them a dashboard build. Yep. What would you say that the the most ah moment is when uh, um, you have somebody that, uh, um, or what's the most fun part of it when you have somebody that has never really applied or had an application strategy? Those conversations about all these states even that we just covered, and then even still in addition to some of those, I mean, there's plenty of guys that are like, okay, I do want to invest more time and more points and more building into a state that's long term and maybe doing some of the others in more of a short term and that's when we talk about you know some of these over-the-counter opportunities Mm. or kansas for the whitetail in the meantime and then you know iowa is a long term whatever the case may be swing for the fence on these five states and then we're gonna hunt yeah every year here Mm -hmm. exactly and kind of have them on a rollover some of these filler opportunities um and they're wild and giving them the information you know alaska is my favorite example because you know you get guys that are like oh man you know i've been applying for moose in Colorado for 15 years and I'm not even touching on that yet because they're telling me I need, you know, 20 or 25 and I don't have that time or any investment or any of that. And it's like, well, here's this. Or the guys, or the guy that wants to apply in Colorado, and he's he doesn't have any points. Mm-hmm. He's not even. He, it's impossible to draw the first three years. He's yeah, exactly. Because then well, there's what that do you mean? too. Yeah, and the people are turned off by that for sure. Right. But having that. So the education power is an aha moment for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. And even you know, Kansas is another good one. The explanation between you know, here's where your opportunities are versus your white tail and your mule deer, both. Um, breaking that down for someone into, um, you know, I hate to say layman's terms. I mean, obviously my circumstances are different than what a lot of people take in a day to day. Um, but having that conversation and, you know, breaking it down for them where it's outside of the, you know, verbiage of a state or the regulations booklets, 
it's oh okay and it's yeah. just like the sense of relief like i never knew and that's mm. most of those people back east they just don't like like me i didn't i had no idea man i'd have been doing this when i was 20 you know mm. what i'm saying i've been doing this since i was 19 but i didn't have a gateway and we're that gateway you know and you have a team you have Braden and chelsea and colton and i mean you have all these people that now effectively are you know sophie's that are able to, <laughs> n not at the level you are, you obviously absorb it. This is your passion, mm -hmm. and you can tell hunting and Western hunting is your passion. Actually, just hunting and fishing is your passion because you have a blog called Beyond the Field. field yeah. Beyond the Field. I, saw, I read <laughs> oh, it today. Good job. <laughs> oh, thank um, you. <laughs> so, um, so that's good, and uh, um, we're excited about that for you, and we're excited about yeah. everything you do. What would you say the uh, – um, the uh, uh, aha moment is for somebody who has uh, um, done this before. They've got a lot of points. They've been in this game. And then they have us do a dashboard build where they can see their app map. What, mm -hmm. What's the feedback from that genre of, of hunter or outdoorsman? Um, it's even a lot of the same. I think, too, I know we've had this conversation before. You know, people get in a cycle of, you know, you build the points and you invest and you buy and you buy and you buy and you build and you build and you build and you have it in the bank and then when they're ready to cash them out it's a little bit of a shock they're like i don't like i don't even know where to start or what my opportunities are like i haven't even thought about how to apply these you know literally and figuratively and actually make these points work for me so now i'm able to go out and hunt um you know even guys that are super well versed in you know their approach and their strategies i mean even this member that you know drew these colorado units um which he's a good guy man mm -hmm. good guys should win like that mm -hmm. but anyway go ahead and um you know even the conversation he and i had had even you know following his colorado draw results um you know I, when I was having this conversation with him and he's just, you know, <laughs> gr scrapping at my feet and I'm like, look, you're like, you're the one that invested the time and the money and committed to pursuing these opportunities. And you were, I mean, again, these are the type of people that deserve to draw those tags and have right. those opportunities because they committed to it. And I just, you know, the conversation he and I had then after that, you know, even then he wasn't aware of, I said, you know, you told me your priorities in your dashboard build. You said, you know, you were not as apt to quality per se because you wanted to prioritize more just drawing the tag and you wanted to look at units where your opportunities were the best you wanted a representative of the species you weren't you know end all be all you wanted the top tier wherever right. you were at you wanted biggest damn ram in the state exactly right. and you know i told my like obviously there's the quality and the opportunity for those there's always an opportunity they cross these lines all the time you never know when something amazing could walk out but i look at your points and i do the research and we see where you're at and you're at a point in your life and your applications you want to make it work for you i get the list together and i say okay you know me and the my team <laughs> my applicants my processors Sounds back good, there doesn't it? yeah i love it they've made my life so much easier we sit and we look and we say okay you know here are our three recommendations, you know, one are these season dates, one are these ones, and one is, you know, this area that's across the way that's going to be longer drive. With your travel budget, with your, you know, other, you know, these blackout season dates, obviously that helped me narrow down at that point which area we were wanting to apply them in. Your odds are sitting best in these areas and your odds are representative there um, as far as quality goes. And that was how that decision was made. And that was where his relief came from was that, you know, we have had his best interest in mind. We did the research, we ran it by him. We took everything into consideration from the weapon to his blackout dates, to the preferred season dates that he wanted to hunt and what sorts of opportunities he was looking for. And that we put it out there and it really worked put in it his out favor the then at that point. It worked, yeah. mm -hmm. So you're telling me then if I'm a listener um, you're which I'm listening to you, you're telling me that it doesn't matter if you've never had a point strategy before and applied in a Western state, or if you've got 25 years of experience, you will or our staff will take the time to do a dashboard build and start getting an application strategy so they can come hunting um, out West. And then when they do draw and or get ready to draw, we can also put them in the, point them in the direction with an outfitter or DIY areas that have a highly density, uh, density uh, of pop a, a game density or uh, a great outfitter. Absolutely. 
That's what we do. Yep. That's what I even did. The minute he told me he drew that sheep tag, I got a hold of Eric over in Ventures and said, hey, you know, I already sent him these hunt listings because this is what we had in the catalog. Can you let me know, you know, if you already talked to the one, can we get confirmation availability? And then obviously that conversation evolved into, can we make this a combo hunt with a mountain goat? Which, how many times can you say that? Right. Conversation. <laughs> um, and that was, you know, that ball was already rolling before I even yeah. got word Don't. that he drew that other tag. So it's like. I mean, that's all day, every day. We talked to a guy, uh, Braden and I did. Um, he drew his um, North Dakota archery deer statewide on a lottery. Um, zero points, of course. So he got really lucky. He'll be the next one we want to buy a Powerball ticket for. So <laughs> we're working on finding him an outfitter because he's like, okay, well, I obviously wasn't expecting to draw with zero points, but I want to kill a giant mule deer now. So what are my options? For the love of God, good for him. <laughs> um, and I do know a landowner we should talk about. Is that North Dakota you said? Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I know a landowner we should talk. <laughs> so remind me of that tomorrow. Yeah. So, so look, so, so New Mexico for, Nevada for, these are the amount of species I'm applying for. New Mexico for, Nevada for, Iowa one, Minnesota one, Montana for, North Dakota one, Arizona for, South Dakota eight. <laughs> um, but I'm a resident, so uh, there's stuff I can apply for that non-residents can't. Um, Oregon three, Wyoming four, Maine one, Texas two, California one, Washington three, Wisconsin one, Kentucky one, Colorado three, Utah seven, Florida one, Kansas one, Idaho one. Folks, I want to tell you something. No Pennsylvania? No. Um, no Pennsylvania. Listen very carefully. I want, I want everybody to know this. Other than the state of South Dakota when I moved here and somebody said you should start applying for points – and I found out I had to have points to hunt my home state on some of these species. I didn't have points till six years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, maybe. Because Brad would say eight or nine years ago, you should do this and these three. But it was before we had an application service. It was before that, the infamous conversation bleep with us yeah, seven I years really ago. Yeah, I remember that. What do you want? What, yep. what I, was, I was doing your points and, back and, then. And, and Brad, no, I'm not kidding you. And so th this was way before Lindley and Scott staying up all night building software. You know what I'm saying? Yep. This is way before um, Lindley uh, targeted Sophie when she was in grade school and said she's going to be our application specialist. No, that's a, that, <laughs> like that's that it. happened. <laughs> um, no, Lindley did stalk her, and and then yep. and they were like, "If this works, anyway, it doesn't matter." I don't want to digress here. So, I have all these all these points in all these states. I am fifty three years old, and I just got started six seven years ago. In the next three to five years, I, I'll be drawing a lot of places. In the next seven to ten years, I'll have opportunities all over the country. Oh, yeah. And and so I don't. I, I want to make sure everybody knows it's never too late to start, and it's never too early to start. And, sure. and, uh, and you do an amazing job. And so uh, closing comments to everybody listening. If you wanted to say one thing about the application services that you spearhead here at Rolling Bones Outdoors, what would that be, Sophie? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> so many well wishes and things I want to say. Um, always, I think, you know, probably the biggest thing being we understand this is a, I don't want to say sensitive is necessarily the right word, but, you know, these Emotional. are people's dreams. It's a... It's an emotional investment for everyone. And, uh, you know, even if we don't have the answers off the top of our head, you know, I had a guy ask me about Maryland deer the other day. You know how many times I've talked about Maryland deer? That one time. <laughs> so if, we, I mean, I didn't know. I had to go do some of the research. I worked with him. We collaborated. We exchanged with what he was looking for. I did the research. I brought it to him. I mean, it's a really dynamic relationship we build with members that call, with even users that call and want more details before they sign up. I mean, it's a really collaborative, great investment <laughs> to make in those conversations. And we truly, I mean, myself and all the staffing included, um, best interests and full commitment to wanting to make their lives easier and take the guesswork out of the entire process it's way less overwhelming if you have someone to walk you through it and we're more than happy to do it for them and you know what i know you're tired and i know it's at the end of the season but you love it <laughs> i do <laughs> i do really love it i've learned a lot and i really enjoy having these conversations with people um that's and it is emotionally taxing because it is it, right, right. Oh, you're you're, you're, you're like my son lucas you can't have a conversation without being all in with it 
Oh yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. And so it's a little so intense. <laughs> these dashboard builds, people are I like, know, oh, and, man. You, <laughs> and you you really get emotionally wrapped up into them, which is the best part. And and that spilled over into this team that that you're building and Lindley's building and everybody in here is working with. So well, our hats off to you, Sophie. You did a great job. We got through the season. Um, I think this is great material, great information, uh, great podcast. Brad, what's your closing thoughts? Well, you know, we did skip over a lot of Canada because there's some other things that we we, we said draw mention. states, eh? Yeah, I know, but there's <laughs> are, there's some opportunities up there too. El- how about elk? I didn't even think about go, well, I think, go up I, to I, elk. I, I think the biggest release, uh, the, the 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 release or the relief valve, depending on how you want to say it, um, is Canada. Yeah. And and uh, you know, it, there's so much. I think there's you know, British Columbia is way overlooked for elk. Yeah, and it's still less expensive than elk now in the lower 48, or it's became less expensive. Yeah, it's it's funny. There's been a diverge or convergence, convergence on that, hasn't yes, there? Yes, hundred percent. So I'm just I'm just thinking of I have a I have an unexpected opening this fall. <laughs> Somebody some knew this oh, was man. a self-consumed thought process because three days ago he's like, "What are we doing in September?" Because I didn't draw a tag. <laughs> so I'm like, "All right." No, so, I mean you're like none of it. I mean, there's, oh my there's cool stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. That Well, that's where we're at in September, just so you know. Um, I already got it worked out. Canada. So, Canada. Yep. Yep. yep, Canada. You know, I, one time I'd like to have Sophie come back and kind of talk about east of the Mississippi sometime. You yeah, know? we could just do it east, east of the Mississippi. I have a friend that hunts Pennsylvania quite a bit. I mean, and he talks about it all the time. Yeah. Right. It's like I never think about Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, any of those states, I mean, really, it's the wave that's yeah. coming the opposite direction. Yeah. People are wanting 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> that, percent that's it why, is. because there's, what, a half a million Wisconsin deer hunters. Well, yes. And then, <laughs> but every state's going to this draw. And I know. It, you know, it's yeah, this is the way of the future. It's not even a question. And we're happy to be on the front end of it, and we're happy to uh, be as organized as we are. So, well, Sophie, great job. Listen, everyone, go to rollingbones.com, rollingbones.com, and uh, go ahead and click on more information. There's orange buttons floating everywhere on that puppy, no matter what page you go to, and uh, you can check out our membership. We have a gold membership, a, a silver membership, a gold membership, and a platinum membership. The platinum membership, in my opinion, is probably the best value. You, have, you can involve your whole family in it. Um, we'll do a complete strategy work over uh, points. It also, it's the only one of our membership that gets you into the um, the uh, uh, big game, internal big game hunting draw. Um, so you accumulate points every year based on your membership. And um, then we have our own internal draw for our um, platinum memberships. And we do have a draw for our silver and gold, too. And we have great giveaways. That, but uh, they like this last year, it was a 10-day uh, horseback adventure into the great British, northern British Columbia wilderness areas. So if you're interested in looking at a membership that is an all-inclusive, not an exclusive club, but an all-inclusive club, go ahead and check it out at rollingbones.com. We appreciate you listening, and until next time, be safe, stay uh, stay healthy, and happy hunting. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>